This week on The Reverse Stick, Canada get the invoice for the Pro League. What are the world games? And good news, a pedant is back. Oh, Tyron's on too. Greetings and welcome once again to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. His name's Matt Allen, my name's John Lee, and welcome. Good to, good to be here. Welcome, listeners, to, to be yeah, show two, two, well, yeah, 227. Welcome. Um, you haven't th- melted yet. Well, it's one of these things, isn't it? It's bloody cold in some parts of the world, and it's really hot in other parts of the world. It just it's happens to be thing, re- really hot here today. Well, it's gone, the temperature's gone down again, mate. We've just, well, we've just turned the aircon off, and we're on a real, real sort of, um, um, sort of grab for, <laughs> for time here and yeah. air. In the hot studio. All right, it's It's cooling. That's 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 outside. That's not underneath an asbestos roof with walls around it Mm. in the shed. It's a bit different in here, Mr. Allen. Yes, if we expire mid-show, could happen. It's all right. We could die together. Wouldn't that be lovely? Well, some people think it would. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) How's your hockey week? Wasn't no void. Not nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. Lurking. All right, well, that's the odd good. social media post, I see. Yeah, but you had some no late night tweets, but some late night Facebook action from you. Yeah, no, nothing, about about hockey. nothing about hockey. No. Um, Although it did involve someone who plays hockey. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you'd have to be a friend of John's to then go and look. If you could be asked, go <laughs> go and uh, have a look at some of the things that he's he's put out there. A lot of hockey action going on around the world. There is. Um, tournaments actually happening. They didn't all get cancelled or postponed. So it's good to see that there's. Uh, Stuff happening are in you, Europe, Africa, and Chile. Are you announcing your um, Nostradamus? No, 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 not at all. I was right. I said I'd be surprised if everything went ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And that's why we've got Tyron on a little bit later. Yeah, having a, having a chat about the African Cup of Nations happening yep. in Ghana right now. Uh, semi-final time um, today, coming up yeah, a bit later, obviously. Well, it'll yeah. be Saturday, yeah. the 22nd of January, as we record. Mm. Might be cool by then. By the time the hockey comes on. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, no, I had a good hockey week again. Another busy week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Midweek game, was what, it was like hot, hot playing, even at the 8 o'clock game now, on, for on those Wednesday who are, night. I'm not aware it's uh, been 40 degrees or more every day for the last week. All right, then we've got us, yeah, let's stop bragging about it now. Yeah. So we're talking about 35 to 38, around about 6 o'clock in the evening? Yeah, something like that. Yes. We really shouldn't be wasting our breath on talking about the weather. We should be getting on with something. Hot. We so, might melt. Something like the news. Oh. Oh, wait a sec. See, the frozen just, brain, just, mate. News. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start with uh, some hockey that has been happening, the Euro Indoors Championship 2. Oh, that was, yeah, finishing off last week as it, we were going to week, air. I think they were up to the last couple of pool games. Well, it was eventually won by Spain, who finished on 13 points, four wins from their six games and a draw and a loss. A goal difference of 17, which came in handy because Poland finished in second place, also on 13 points with four wins, a draw and a loss, but only 10 goals for Matt. So it was Spain who will uh, rise. I'm not sure if it's one or two teams. I seem to think it might just be one. I have a feeling if it was two teams, it would and they both were going up, it would be good to have a final because they would have been close. I mean, the, their pool game was 5-4 uh, five, five, in the v- favour of Poland. Poland beat Spain. 
But then they the Poland, their own, well, only Poland loss. dropped a game against the Ukraine, who finished in fourth place. That was their, their only loss. Um, would have been an, nice to have had a final there, but I get why they don't if it's just the top team going through. It was two teams going through. Right, you're both through. It doesn't matter how you have the final. Well, great research from the reverse deck. Oh, it's our normal level of slovenliness. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, Spain, number yeah. one. Poland, number two. Euro championships, two in Portugal. Croatia, three. Ukraine, four. Portugal, five. Turkey, six. And poor old Slovakia down the bottom. They'll be enjoying championship three next year. They got a draw, though. They got they one did draw. They one draw. Uh, not a great goal difference, negative 26, but you get that. Playing the better teams is how you improve, Matt. It is. All right, moving on from there, John. What's up next? Um, where do we go? Oh, well, we've got the African Cup of Nations, of course, but we're not going to talk about that now because we're going to talk about it with Tyron a little bit later. Kind of soon. Um, previous. There was nothing else previously, although we do have the Pan Am Cup going on. At the moment for... So that's men and women in Santiago in Chile. Some really good crowds, I, I saw that. Everybody um, masked up. Um, yep. But, yeah, some, some super crowds getting down there to support the games. Okay, on the women's side of things, we've had uh, half a dozen games. Uh, Canada got over Peru 14-0. The USA did Trinidad and Tobago 16-0. Argentina got over Uruguay 6-0. Then uh, Peru played Trinidad and Tobago Trinidad and Tobago coming off the back of a 16-0 loss, win 2-0. So a good effort from them to pick yourself up. Uh, the USA played Canada, and it was the USA getting over the top of the Canadians 3-1 in that game, and Chile have played Argentina. Argentina is getting on the, over the top of Chile, 4-zip. Still games to come. Uh, there's Pool A and Pool B. And so I, that leads me to think there must be a final going on there somewhere, Matt. Upcoming? Uh, upcoming. Let's have a look. It uh, doesn't say. But they've got two pools, so they'll have to play a final of yeah. some description. Uh, the United States heads pool B, a couple of wins, so they've got a good goal difference, two of 18. In pool A, it's Argentina on top. They're two wins for there. Well, it's probably that. That's the deciding game com- coming up later. Oh, maybe it's tomorrow, Canada versus Trinidad and Tobago, because that'll see who gets second spot in that... Uh um, first and um, Paul B. Okay, cool. It's not very cool, mate. No, no bloody hot. Right, well, there's the weather again. Okay, that's the uh, the women's side of things. Do a little bit of clicking on the old internet. I'll just give you and, a quick, uh, quick, quick update. We spoke about the England hockey lead into their Super Super Sixes for indoor. It was the second yeah. leg of the Premier Division games last weekend. That's all done and dusted. Uh, so in the, what am I looking at? The men's, um, final standing, Surbiton at the top, Hampstead and Westminster second, Wimbledon third and East Grinstead fourth. They'll all go forward to the Jaffa Super Sixes finals, which will be on next weekend, I believe. Might even be on the, on the Monday, 20, yeah. Next Sunday, I think it is. Um, so a week away for that. And in the women's competition that was played at, the second leg played at Repton School in Derbyshire. Uh, East Grinstead topping the table there, Repton second, Buckingham third and Slough fourth. They're the sides that will go through to the Jaffa Super Sixes. On the men's side of the Pan Am Cup, uh, once again, two pools, but only three games have been played so far. Uh, Canada got over Mexico 11-1. The USA beat Trinidad and Tobago 4-3. I reckon that's a good result for the US. Um, and Argentina um, had no trouble with Brazil, beating them 10-0. Pool A, Argentina, Chile and Brazil. Brazil, of course, negative 10, and it's an Olympic legacy, isn't it, Matt? 
Pool B, Canada, United States, Trinidad and Tobago and Mexico, Canada at the top of that pool with um, three points from their game and a superior percentage to the United States because they scored more, not, yeah, scored more goals. And that goes for another, w- points, goes for another week, does it? It goes for through to the nine, 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 six days from now. So one week from now, the final will be played. There we go, yeah. Beautiful. And so that's what's happening in the Pan Am Cups, Matt. Um, we have got the Euro Indoor 2 for women, so the equivalent started. of that tournament. That's, that's underway now already, oh. and you can catch all those games on EuroHockey.tv, no, EuroHockeyTV.org. You've got the countries involved there. Yeah, I've got it right here, John, because I've got the EuroHockeyTV page somewhere. Just, I've got a lot of reference on here. Lots to come up. Here we go. There you go. Uh, so coming up later on today, games Ireland versus Switzerland, Scotland versus Spain, Belgium versus Poland, Switzerland versus Poland, and the list goes on. But yeah, head to EuroHockeyTV.org. Belgium, Spain, Poland, Scotland, Switzerland, Ireland. And They're Ireland. playing. Yeah, there we go. That's, uh, yeah, so that's going on for this weekend, isn't it? It is. 23rd of January, the and there are German indoor quarterfinals. I think this weekend I saw a post from Tommy Alexander. We will, uh, uh, HockeyLeaguer.live, we're doing some, some streaming and some links to streaming things. So we'll repost those on Twitter and on Facebook at the Hockey Live. If you don't already follow us there, please do. And we should mention the one-off Spain versus Netherlands game. Yeah. In Cadiz on the 18th of January. Just thought they'd two pro league teams and have a bash against each other. Why not? Weather's probably better in Cadiz than it is in yeah. Amstelveen. Could be. Uh, the Netherlands winning that game 3-1, wasn't it? Yep, 3-1. Upcoming, of course, the... Uh, A coaching announcement. Jamie Mulders has taken on the... Um, I thought he was interim. So like, the Dutch women? While we make our, our mind up. Oh, coach. is it? It's interim, is I it? Think, right. No, it could be wrong. As any listener will know, there's a high likelihood of that. <laughs> so maybe he has been given the job full-time. We've got the... Uh, Women's Junior World Cup is still listed as getting underway on the 2nd of April in Potras Froome. In progress, we had some other things in progress. Oh, of course, the FIH Pro League is still listed at the top as being in progress at the moment, which technically it is for both men and women. I'm not sure when the next Pro League game is, Matt. I picked up last week, I listened back, and at one point I said, yeah, we're looking forward to these, um, this event happening in September. And you went, yep, in Lausanne, the Hockey Fives is happening in June. Oh. Yeah, I was totally, totally wrong with that one. Could but it's good. Maybe people didn't notice. Oh. Uh, should we get to our guest? I think this is the end of the news, and we'll, yeah, well, let's do that. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And we're delighted to have join us the man behind Hockey the Magazine, co-host of Hockey the Podcast, the second best golfer in his household, Tyron Jibu Bonard, live and direct from South Africa. Hey, Tyron. Hey, good morning. How's it going? It's well, morning for me. You know, this is the Global Hockey Podcast. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to your listeners. It's good. Well, I got here early. Well, yeah, I did actually, you for did? me, 11.45 yeah. this morning. It's now just after 2 o'clock. I didn't bring any beers with me. It's 40-odd degrees in the studio. It's killing me. Is, is it yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's something that uh, you should probably cut out of the, uh, the edit because you don't want your, your listeners to hear that fail at last. <laughs> <laughs> the, pro- the problem is nobody's visited buymeacoffee.com in the past seven days, so we can't afford the beers. 
Uh, yeah, you know, when our, when our parents told us growing up, go make a hockey podcast, um, <laughs> there's a reason they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, as we mentioned up at the top of the show, uh, we didn't cover the, the, the results at the, at, um, on the, uh, the news section because we thought, why not? Have a chat with you about it, and you've had your eyes squarely on AFCON 2022. We are 2022, aren't we? Not 2021 in 20. No, it is yeah, 22. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the tournament so far? Yeah, I think um, probably probably the the most positive I could, thing I can say is um, it's great to have eight women's teams and seven men's teams. It's been a long time since we had that much participation. Yeah, and there's about three or four teams that didn't come. So you now maybe, just maybe, if the quality of uh, African hockey can continue to rise and we can get more participants, we can get to a point where the FIH starts considering a second uh, quota spot for for yeah. the continent. Um, I don't think it justifies that yet. Um, I think the other the other point that also a good overarching point. I think the the quality of the um, the stream that we're getting on Watch Hockey uh, from the guys in Ghana has actually been really, really good. Um, the the commentary team is a, a local-based team, so it's uh, it's sometimes a little bit difficult understanding everything, but you know I understand how that works. Um, but yeah, the the only thing I can say is if I have to see one more Odisha advert. On my phone, watching an African hockey tournament, I might uh, might throw it out the window. So not, not maybe the, they can work on it. Not the eco retreat. Say again. Not the eco retreat. No, it, it is. You know, it's this. What, what is it? It's the best kept secret. Yes. But I, I mean, you can't call it that if you're telling everyone. Every time I get a WhatsApp, I get the adverse again. You know, shh. It's a secret. Hockey. It's a secret. <laughs> it's what it is. Tyrone, you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned the word uh, quality there, and traditionally, when it's come to the uh, Africa Cup, it's been South Africa and, and Egypt, and on the men's side of things. How is it looking for the other nations? Are, are you seeing a rise? Yeah, I, I think I think the easier way to answer that is to talk about the women's first, okay. and say I'm very disappointed with the quality of the women's hockey. Um, I don't I don't think South Africa are playing quite at the same level as they were in the past. Maybe, you know, with Petey Kutsia, Marsha Cox, I think the brand new generation, and I really do feel this was the best opportunity for some other African nations to challenge and compete after a disappointing Tokyo. Yep. Um, and, and in all truth, South Africa have been very, very comfortable so far. Of course, they've got the final against Ghana. Ghana scraped through yesterday or a few days ago when you listened to this against uh, Zimbabwe in the semi final. Uh, you know, they, they should, by all means and purposes, go and win this fairly easily. So, yeah, the women's game in Africa, I do not think has advanced at all, let alone at a rate that would be acceptable. The men's game, on the other hand, has, I definitely think, closed the gap. South Africa and Egypt are still the two powerhouses. They're still the two favourites. We're, we're talking before the semi-finals. It would be a surprise if South Africa and Egypt don't win their semi-finals. But Nigeria, Kenya, um, Ghana, and even Namibia, who were very badly hurt by the Indoor World Cup in this, I think they've all closed the gap. And the men's tournament is becoming a little bit tougher to predict. And of course, you've also then got the wonderful 
story of Uganda returning to continental competition for the first time in 30 yeah. years. Um, you know, so I, I really do see some great green spurts. I just really wish that some of the other African countries, uh, so let me just wait for that guy to race past. Um, <laughs> some of the other African countries, uh, yeah, played a bit more hockey. Um, and, and again, it doesn't need to be an FIH tournament anymore. I think East Africa should have an East Africa Cup. Uh, Nigeria and Kenya should be playing regular test series. South Africa and Namibia have started that. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, especially, you know, to build up a little bit of that pedigree. And you know, maybe African countries should all help each other a little bit more because it's not the cheapest. I mean, going to Ghana is definitely not cheap, not even for a European nation. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we need a box a bit smart. But a long answer to a short question, the men's game, I think we see some great improvement. Still, still strides being made. Um, the women's game, I, I do have a concern about it. Yeah, well, just make sure those South African girls don't take Ghana too lightly, Tyron, because it's full of police people and tax inspectors. <laughs> Ghana hockey. Yeah. Look, they played the semi-final yesterday against uh, Kenya. They won 4 0 the SA women, uh, two very late goals to add gloss to the scoreline. I mean, the one thing you must say about the, the East Africans is they are not scared to go and play you in a physical game and completely overpower you on the course. Yeah. Uh, on the, on the, on the turf, you know, they're not, they're not worried about that. Uh, the, the level of umpiring in African hockey is also developmental. And so you can get away with maybe something, but you can't get away with, you know, at the FIH Pro League trademarked, copyrighted and sponsored by someone. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, you bet, when you play in Africa, you know, we always say TIA, this is Africa. It is different. Um, but. And so it should be. You know, you've got to, you've got to, yeah, it, it should be. I, I said probably if you, if you think about it, for the South African point of view, our women go to Tokyo with the clear, with the clear fact that they are the bottom dogs there trying to cause an upset. And then they go to their continental championship and they go there with the clear fact that they are the favorites and they're expected to win every game by five goals. Yeah. And it's just a completely different mentality, a different coaching staff, you know, um, and, and you're asking the same coaches to do it. It's, it's very challenging. Uh, yeah. And it's also sometimes quite difficult to motivate a player. If you go to a young man and say, go and beat Germany and the world's your oyster. Um, you know, you may get a club contract in Europe. Or go play Egypt and you better win, otherwise <laughs> you're in it for everything. Yeah, it's an interest, so, yeah, it's interesting tough. one to wrestle with. Yeah, I think the other very interesting point, that I, I sent you the message yesterday. So the Namibian men, uh, they were without 14 players wow. who have gone, who were supposed to go to the indoor. They decided, let the guys going to indoor only go to indoor because, of course, African hockey and FIH decided to organize two competitions within 10 days of each other in the of a COVID pandemic. And so they released their coach, they released those 14 players as well as actually two others that were non-traveling reserves. And by the time the Indoor World Cup was postponed, uh, and by, by postponed, I mean cancelled, never to be seen again. But uh, by the time they did that, there was no time for those young guys to go get Ghanaian visas. They hadn't trained the outdoor team. And so Namibia, you know, ultimately sent a B team, and that's not to discredit any of their players there. But they've now gone and played, 
I mean, the the, <laughs> the world ranking system, I think it's a great change to have a test-based system. But because they've lost three games, including the remarkable game against uh, Uganda um, in the fifth and sixth crossovers, yeah, they, they've dropped from 59th to 87th in the world, which is, is just obscure to me. Because Zambia now ranks ahead of them by virtue of not going yeah. to the tournament. <laughs> I, I don't think that. I really don't think that's what the purpose of the world rankings is to do. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but the Kookaburras aren't going to be playing for the next three years and are firmly hoping to hold on to the number one yeah. spot. Well, it's worked in the past, apparently. Yeah, I'll, listen, it, it's, uh, I said the world rankings, I think they work if you're sitting between 10 and 20 and you're playing the team sitting between 1 and 10. Yeah, and regularly. you literally have nothing to lose. Yeah, and regularly. So South Africa going into the Pro League, I mean, if we lose to somebody, which will happen, we don't lose any ranking points because it's the gap. But if we go and beat someone, we're going to go get 200 ranking points and jump us to eight in the world. Yes. I mean, is that not too extreme? I, you know, I, I understand the mythology, uh, the methodology that we went with, but you can't have such a vast award. And I mean, you can't have a team benefiting so significantly by not playing. Yeah. It yeah. just doesn't make sense. You know, maybe it should go into something like. Uh, the world rugby rankings that at the end of every year, you know, games from two years ago don't count anymore. They get dismissed instead of a points trade or something. I, you know, I, I don't have the answer, but I just don't feel the current answer. If you're making international hockey your pivotal thing, is the right answer. Just, uh, just quickly on that Namibian side, how many of that 14 or 16 would likely have been in the the 11 aside squad? All of them. No, uh, about four. Uh, either indoor, all 14. All 14, right, okay. And the other point is, uh, you know, there's another whole team that's been sitting there that has been selected, and suddenly these guys potentially come in. I mean, so it's a, it was a tricky situation for them all around. No, but, but they shouldn't, but they shouldn't. You know, been in that position. This, I mean, this is where it, it goes totally at odds of the philosophy of hockey fives and making things more accessible and for smaller nations that may struggle with a pool of higher quality players. And then they do their absolute best to just totally stuff it up for a nation. Yep. Here's your choice. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at it, I think, uh, you know, I, I said it on social media this week and I just have to be a little bit careful because I don't want to get FA hockey in too much trouble, but I, I, I'm just watching in Europe all these European championships and I, I, we've been given notification that we can now, uh, this week we receive notification that South Africans can travel to Belgium on holiday again. Tyron, the World Cup. Tyron, considering that there is quite yeah. a bit of indoor hockey going on in Europe at the moment, what was the ultimate re- COVID reasoning behind this tournament or the Indoor Hockey World Cup not going ahead? Yeah, I suppose Ernst could maybe answer that more uh, honestly than I can, but I think it's worth uh, given the opportunity to to cancel it. Uh, maybe the FIH's passion for uh, indoor hockey shows. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> They're not exactly going to release a media statement on it, are they? No, no, and 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 I mean, if you if you look at it, I mean. Look at the South Africans. We've got Diane Kassim and Mustafa Kassim who uh, have captured the world's imagination. People are taking notice. Um, for the first time in a long time, we have players that like the world is saying, oh my word, these are a class. 
they're not there in the African Cup because they were going to Belgium. <laughs> and now you've robbed because of this decision, which I, I don't believe anything changed by looking at numbers between December and January that uh, meant they couldn't have made this decision in December. Um, yeah, I mean, you've just, you've just robbed a quality, uh, a tournament of quality players. Just, it's just the kind of decision making that makes people sit up and go, who's running the sport and do they actually care? Well, of course, and, and we're going to face this issue again with the Women's Junior World Cup and that in, impinging on EHL and, and European club leagues. Yeah, and, and how quickly will the, the European tail wag the dog? Because, uh, yeah, that April date apparently suits all other continents. I, I, I can't see it happening. I mean, if Canada pulling out of the, the World League, will they send their juniors again? They got stuck in South Africa after the... Mm. The travel ban, you know, will Australia and New Zealand be called back on? Will they travel? Probably not with the, uh, the, the required quarantine on return. Um, you know, what is the answer? Is the answer to say, guys, I'm sorry, uh, we just cancelled this Junior World Cup? Or is the answer to say, well, if the European nations don't want to come, let's get extra African nations now? I think does well, that still mean the same to these That precedent has been set already, Tyron. Yeah. These nations pulling out and then yeah. just dragging in any old country they like. So, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Look, I mean, obviously for me, I was, uh, I was disappointed because I'd signed on, uh, with the national broadcaster as a commentator for the series in oh, December. Wow. We got this Omnicron, people panicked. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it got postponed. I, I, my gut still feel like people are going to withdraw and we're going to get a cancellation. Um, I, I kind of have got to that point now with uh, hockey that I don't get excited until the game starts. I mean, I was with the team at the airport before they flew out to Ghana. And you know, even when they were boarding, I was like, could we still get a cancellation at some point? Well, I, guess, uh, I mean... You're in a world, sorry, you're, but you're in a world where Liverpool Football Club can cancel a game because they get 14 false positives. Yeah. Uh, we're not a sport with that kind of money. If we get false positives, it could cancel a whole tournament. Yeah. Well, it was like, it, anyway, it, was not, it was nice to see Kenya actually make it there and have some funds released to get there because we, we had some delays and some, on, on some of the fixtures, didn't we? We, we did, and, and again, it, it's, the obscenity of a team being in the country, but because the national department couldn't give them the funds in time, they got their day late and they had to forfeit the game. Now, oh, if you wow. are uh, Kenyan hockey, you know, Kenya Ghana is a, is a big game. It's, uh, it's uh, as big as New Zealand, Australia. It's as big as, you know, South Africa, Namibia, and Indoor, South Africa, Egypt. It's, you know, the, the Netherlands, it's a massive game for those two countries. And we're not going to see that game. They're not going to have played each other at all. But Ghana beat Kenya 5-0 and stole a whole bunch of ranking points because Kenya couldn't get there. And it's I not, just don't think that in any way is good good for the game. Yeah. No, it's not. And, and particularly, yeah, you know, 5-0 forfeit, there's your extra ranking points for not even stepping, stepping out on the field. Absolutely. Once again, showing you it's better to not play under the current system than to attempt to play. 
You know, it's, mm. I've always thought that about my career, and it's what a lot of people have said to me. We'll, we'll probably be better if if you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I've been retired for so long. <laughs> I blame you, but it's just my team are doing so much better when I was sick. <laughs> I've uh, I played a couple of summer games in front of your old chiropractor. And uh, he actually yeah. said he, he actually said to me um, after one of the more recent games he said you're not as bad as I thought you were going to be, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, good old Roy. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, is his nickname the chiropractor earned on the field there? Sorry, is it? Are you talking about rearranging people's bones on the field? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's a goalie, so you know those guys are a oh. special breed. He's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a cracking keeper and enjoy playing in front of him. Who's he playing for? For Freya. Who? Rory. South African lad. Rory is Tyrone Tom. Oh. Yes, yeah. Okay. Small, yeah. small world. It is. He used to help me uh, sit at my desk so much better. <laughs> you know, the day job <laughs> is not the most athletic. Now, but, uh, yeah, I mean, James, look, I mean, ultimately, if you, if you do look at uh, the African game, the quality is not there at the same level. You know, playing on a turf, this is just unacceptable turf. It was laid just before this, and in fact, the day before the tournament, they were trying to stick pieces down. Oh, it's a Jesus. turf where the ball bubbles. Jesus, you've I mean, got to let it be. How can you play a World Cup qualifier where a ball is... I mean, the, the, the one practice session the SMN were having, they actually were just practicing which lines they could push, which would bubble the least on the short corner. May as well be training mm-hmm. on grass. Well, there's yeah. a lot to be said for the you schools know, picked up on grass. Well play the game. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can see the older players uh, um, who, uh, who uh, have played on grass before. Well, that, just so much more. Wouldn't that not be the, the, the leveller there, though, if, if we were to take it back onto grass and maybe a little bit of the benefit of more turf games for South, that South Africa and Egypt have had over the years, well, you know, that just sort of gets them a little bit closer. Yeah, look, I think um, it would be it would be a leveler. But then, say you've got a country there that does really well. Um, I don't know, like a Tahiti in the Oceania, and um, they then go international tournaments or with, uh, an FIH tournament, and they just get absolutely ripped to shreds. I think who was it uh, in the Pan Am? I think I saw an eighteen nil. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's Vanuatu uh, normally the whipping boys here. Yeah. Fiji, Tonga. Yeah, but that, I, yeah, I don't think any of those is good for the game. I, you know, I was, uh, I sent an email to African Hockey the other day, and I know it's a financial thing, um, but why not have a pre-tournament qualifier? So invite the teams below South Africa and Egypt and the men to play a tournament. Um, where they play around Robin, so they get lots of test matches against each other, more evenly matched, and the top two from that tournament then go into the African Cup with Egypt, and it's a proper round Robin semi-final situation. Because for me, like seeing results 13-0, 18-0, I, I don't know how that's good for people on the receiving end of it. And you know, it's it's not. I, I get what you're saying, Tyron, but. In some ways, it's a reality that we've got to learn to live with and, and try and mitigate as much as we could because that will happen. The best teams are going to flog the worst teams. And, uh, no, for sure. You know, uh, and it, it's, it's not great to see, 
And it's not a good feeling getting flogged 17 or 18. Your personal experience. But it's funny when I think back yeah. now, you know, they're actually, there's, there's one game in particular where we got, I don't know, the opposition stopped counting. But it, it's a game that sticks in my <laughs> mind because I think it was, it, um, it says something about the players if they can keep pushing through that. I mean, some people, no, for sure. some people turn up their toes and it, it turns into a nightmare for them. Some people keep pushing against it and pushing and pushing and pushing, and they're the ones you look at and you go, right, we can work with that. Anyway, just a thought. Yeah. No, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I just, you know, I feel like the problem is what uh, a Uganda needs is the Uganda doesn't need to play South Africa or, or Egypt, whichever pool they get in. They need to play the other teams. And, yeah. you know, there are some teams they didn't play in this in this tournament because of the pools and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it would be far more beneficial for them. Instead of playing five games where South Africa was one and Egypt was one, uh, it would be far better if they played Ghana, Kenya, Namibia. As we yeah. saw, I mean, their victory against Namibia actually moves them for the first time since the rankings have been introduced off bottom. They are now the second bottom team in the world <laughs> of 91. But I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It's, it's, that's a wonderful story. And I know it'll probably go under the, the radar, but if they do an FIH favourite next year, that really should be a nomination. Uganda beating Namibia 3-2. Um, you know, a team ranked 40 places above them at the start of the tournament. Yeah, Isn't that the, yep. the dream? Isn't that the fairy tale that we all want? Yep. And look, I, I, I get the idea of those, those lower teams probably have to play more hockey against each other, but you need that opportunity just every now and then, like maybe just at the Africa Cup, <laughs> To get exposed to South Africa to measure yardstick yourself against, so to speak. Yeah, and, and maybe it would work better if, like we said, they had something like a, I don't know, like a FIH World League concept, but for African yeah. teams below South Africa and Egypt on a regular basis. That's a, a continental trophy, but it's not really anything more than that. It's almost like a, a pro league type thing, but exposing them regularly to each other. And also using that to develop umpires, because I think, you know, Keely might not like me saying this, but uh, the African umpires, you know, for some of them, this is the pinnacle of their careers, and that's not where we want it to end. We want these guys to become Commonwealth. We want them to become um, World Cup referees, umpires. That's what you want, but it's very difficult, um, you know, if if this is your last last dance kind of thing. Yeah. Going to a tournament that's a little bit not as uh, full of quality as some others. You know, if there's more tournaments, we can develop these umpires, and they will get noticed from the world stage. Yeah, that's it. More games, more more experience. Well, I like I like the idea of regionalising it and just getting those nations playing, you know, playing their neighbours more frequently. Just seems to make sense. Yeah, I mean, I think what what Australia and New Zealand did under COVID, playing the, the Trans Tasman game. You know, against each other in various different sports. You know, South Africa and Namibia have started adopting it, and we really want to try and bring Zimbabwe in a lot more as Southern African. And you know, even if South Africa are utilising those test matches to blood youngsters and give them their debuts and stuff, um, why not? Why not? I mean, look, the game of game of hockey um, globally, if I see international as the tail that wags the dog. Um, it is their, it is their, their, uh, 
main main product, um, and whether the EHCO agree or not, that is the way it is. So what do we do to make this product the best possible product? And, you know, yes, the answer could be let's focus on clubs, but if we're not going to focus on clubs, if we are focusing on nations, what do we do to make it the best possible product? Yeah. And that's what I'd like to see. Well, talk, talking about best possible products, uh, I hear your podcast is going pretty well at the moment. Of course, you're an International Field Hockey Podcast Award uh, former winner. Uh, you're firing them out at rapid speed at the moment. So what can people find on Hockey the Podcast right now? Yeah, look, uh, we, we've done three or four for this year. We, we chatted to Diane Kasim after the, the favourite goal nomination. I thought he was unlucky to get third. I thought he was probably second. Um, the... Uh, the Japanese goal was my personal favourite. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, uh, and then uh, obviously the match. <laughs> I mean, a big moment for South Africa beating Germany in terms of quality of match. It probably wasn't top three. I think it was more the storyline that made it. Yeah. Top three. Um, but yes, yeah, so we had a chat with him, of course, Greg Nickel, BC Nickel. You know, he coached South African legend. 244 goals and 200 caps. We've got an interview with him. Very, very intriguing. We, we, we basically ask him to to us if he is a New Zealander or South African, and he says yes. <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, we, catch, we caught up now this week with uh, Rick Tucker, who's with the SMN in Ghana, just to talk about the conditions and stuff. And yeah, a couple more lined up for in the coming weeks. Um, obviously, as long as there's uh, hockey happening, we will try and keep telling stories. And yeah, thanks for. Uh, the support from you guys as well. Well, we do our best to try and give it a mention. Every, you know, it's just you, your notifications of new podcasts are almost keeping up to speed the, with the Watch.Hockey app at the moment. <laughs> no, no, because I only send one per episode, not three. <laughs> Tyron, absolute pleasure to catch up with you once again, sir. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, pitch side, uh, just a different sport today. Yeah, it's, it's, it's soccer for now, but... Uh, the boys and I will be watching the hockey this afternoon. Great stuff. Give me final time. What's the score there, Tyron? Uh, my son's team just scored, so they are 2-1 up. Oh, good luck. But for some reason, he has now put his hand up to go be goalkeeper, so he needs to shake that off very quickly. Because <laughs> 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 uh, when he wants to be a hockey goalkeeper, it's going to cost me a lot more money. Oh, yeah. No, it's not expensive to play hockey. What are you talking about? There'll be a government. No, it's a very cheap sport. The dentistry required for goalkeepers, or at least the psychological help afterwards, is not cheap. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that at all, because I think they just continue being crazy for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you a good story. So, so my son is five years old, Callum, and he's watching the opening game of the African Cup, and, and I apologise to Gowan and Sia, the two South African keepers, but as soon as he watched it, he didn't see Rusty Peterson there. He said, Daddy, where's Rusty? And I said, no, Rusty just tired. Just phone him. So I was like, okay. So I phoned Rusty answers. My son started shouting. My five-year-old son started shouting him. Rusty, why are you being lazy? You need to be playing for something. Why are you not playing? <laughs> That's brilliant. And, and Rusty was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> So is he considered? Right, he might be making a return. Yeah, considering a comeback, brilliant. <laughs>
<laughs> That's a good place to leave it. Uh, that is the joy of hockey. Great stuff, Tyron. Thank you, mate. Yeah, we'll, thanks, we'll, we'll catch up soon. See ya. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. There, thank you very much to Tyron Barnard there. Always a pleasure. Broadcaster extraordinaire. Really disappointed you didn't get the gig with the um, South Australian yeah. State Broadcaster. South African. South African, <laughs> South Australian. Yeah. I've just got one question for you, though, John. Oh. Why are you so lazy? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a class act. Oh, dear. Now, oh, well. um, looking forward to the comeback. Yeah, yeah. No, that was, no, always great to catch up with Tyron and do go and check out Hockey the Magazine, Hockey the Podcast. All of that stuff. Great stuff there. Um, whilst we're here talking about social media stuff, John, of course you can find us on all the social media, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, uh, all at The Reverse Stick. Please do, do get on board. You can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Reverse Stick if you just want to get us a bevy. We will obviously purchase beer. And uh, and not coffee, but that's our problem and not yours. Just send us some cash that way. Or <laughs> if you really want to get invested, you bec- could become a Patreon subscriber like a fine bunch of our friends. They are friends now, John, aren't they? Yeah. Um, our Patreon crew. Yes. Uh, you go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse crew. stick. That, that's going to be your next T-shirt. <laughs> Patreon crew. Patreon no. crew. No. The big, next big hit with Snoop Dogg and the Patreon <laughs> yeah, okay, crew. Right, calm it down now. Calm it down. Um, so my point being, this brings us to John, social media club promo of the week. Social media club promo of the week. We're back in action. We did request you to send in your clubs and your fixtures if you want them covered for for weekend games. Uh, once again, nobody sent anything through. So, so I've just, just, ran, so I've just picked, picked up a random uh, club. This is in England. And you know why I picked it, John? Because they had a little image on their Twitter feed which says the games that are happening this weekend. And that's a great effort. If you want to get on and be a feature club in social media club promo of the week, that's the way to do it, obviously. Or send us an email, matt at net. Don't send it to John. Send it to me. <laughs> or get in touch on the DMs on the socials. Uh, this week, John, we're going to Ramsgate in the southeast okay. of England. I think it's in the south. Yeah, it must be in the southeast of England. To the Cliftonville Hockey Club. They wear red. They've got a funny little badge. We're not quite sure if it's a lion or, or an owl. or. No, I figured out what it is. Oh, was it? It's a ram and a gate. You know it can't be. Oh, it could be. It's a... We'd love to know. If you anybody from Cliftonville want to get in touch, we'd love to know what the creature is above the hockey sticks and a below the griffin. sea. Well, it couldn't be a griffin because that would be trademark infringement. So, and re- look, regardless, do you want to hear a little bit, a little bit about the club? Yes, yeah, why not? Do so. Uh, as far as can be ascertained, this is coming from their website, cliftonvillehockey.co.uk. As far as can be ascertained, the club began its activities in 1926. Starting as a midweek side, the club's popularity soon grew, and it was, wasn't long until it was able to field two Saturday teams. Following the World War Two, following the World War Two. The, the club continued to grow, and by 1950 had relocated twice, from Cliftonville to Margate, and then finally to Ramsgate. Ah, so they have, hence they're Cliftonville, but they play in Ramsgate. So one half of that logo is a cliff? Possibly, and the other is a, ton, okay. a Tunville. Yeah. Yeah. The club has always maintained a full social calendar. The players have enjoyed many tours to the continent, as well as hosting and attending festivals in the UK. In the 1970s, the club was host to the Thanet Festival, 
the largest festival of its oh, kind in the world. Not, not going to festivals like Glastonbury, but... <laughs> yes, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Just with, with all the gear on. Yeah. Uh, in, its, in its more recent history, the club has been joined by the Thanetians, 1980, Ramsgate Ladies, 1983, marking the formation of the first ladies section, and Westgate Ladies, 2007. The club has enjoyed success on the hockey field at all levels. Over the years, a number of Cliftonville players have also have gone on to play hockey at county, national, international and Olympic level. Um, they're one of these clubs that just gobble up smaller clubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're struggling to put a team. You, oh, do you want to join? No, 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 no merge. You're joining us. Oh, We're not merging. You no, know you're joining us. how that operation works. Uh, anyway, their games this week. So they've got two teams, two men's and two women's teams playing at the moment. John, I can't quite find out the leagues, but the uh, the women, no, no, sorry, the men currently sit in second spot on the ladder. That's their men's ones. And they take on Maidstone 2s at 1.30, Saturday the 22nd of January. Their men's seconds take on Sevenoaks 7th. Uh, that's the RHS. Let's say that's the Ramsgate Hockey Centre yeah. with an S. Station. Okay. Sport Stadium. The Ramsgate Hockey Stadium. Yeah. And the other game at the SLC is the... Uh, uh, Seven Oaks Ladies College. Okay. All right. Well done. Lock those in. Oh, there's, and so men's twos, yeah, against Seven Oaks Sevens. And the ladies' side, they take on Old Williamsonian One. They're, they're ones. And that's yeah. at the SLC as well. That's a 12 o'clock game. And the ladies' twos take on Bexley Heath and Belvedere Threes. And that's at KHS, at the, the Kings Hockey Stadium. Good stuff. Good stuff. And just so you know, the ladies are in seventh on the ladder at the moment. So there we go. Cliftonville Hockey Club. The Reds, I think. A lot of red on their website. Get down and support their games if you're in the local area this weekend. Could be the Gates or the Rams. I think there's probably a wrap. Oh, it looks a bit. I can work it out a bit more of this picture now. Oh. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's a badly disfigured line with its tongue out. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Um, it's getting hotter. Now, World Games, Matt. We mentioned the World Games hey, last well, week. Yes. We <laughs> did mention the World Games because many of you who have been on social media would notice that hockey's own PJ Strijesh has uh, been nominated by the FIH to be considered as the World Player of the Year. Sorry, it's the mic under. The, the, the voting is underway for the protective, that's the sponsors, Athlete of the Year 2021. So we've, first off... Well, well we well, didn't know what the World no, Games were. Well, no, because I thought it was like some kind of magazine thing or something yeah, like that. but we did a little bit of, we actually did a little bit of research. And, and I found well, out... Well, yeah, well, yeah, let the listener know what, exactly is, what the World Games is. This is coming from the horse's mouth, the World Games website, about the World Games. Since their very first edition in Santa Clara in 1981, the World Games have become one of the most important global multi-sport events in the world. Thousands of the world's best athletes compete for gold. It sounds like I'm reading something about the Olympic Games, which is quite interesting when you consider things later on. With the event happening only every four years, the 11-day event aspires to equal and exceed the importance of world championship for the represented sports and disciplines, for the 
For many athletes, the World Games is pinnacle event of their sporting career. There is no higher goal to achieve in than to become the World Games champion. So this is, so this is Olympics Division 2? Essentially, because the, this is actually an event that's... Could you use the term sponsored by the Olympic Games? But pa- the, are they the Patron patrons? Of, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you're exactly right in describing it as Olympics Tier 2. In mutual collaboration with the International World Games Association... The member federations and the host city, the best possible experience for both athletes and fans is delivered at every edition. Now, there's got to be something realised here. The World Games isn't organised on a national level. It's organised at the international federation level. So it's not... It's the sport nominating themselves to be in it. It's not... There's not a an Australian World Games movement. If you know that decides like the Olympic Committee decides no, 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 no. Blah, blah, that doesn't exist. It's the f- international federations themselves that nominate. So there's no uh, international World Games funding going into national programs for for countries. Well, I don't know, but what there what there isn't is qualifiers or any of that stuff that you have to go through to get into the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Um, since the very first edition in 1981, the event has been staged with existing or temporary infrastructure in and around the host city. This availability is a determining factor in the selection and composition of sports, disciplines and events in the program. The IWGA comprises 39 international sports federations. Different to other sporting events, not all sports will automatically be part of the program. In what... Anyway... It's very much the tier two Olympic Games. Anyway, except there's different ways to go about it. Now, now when we some talk, of the well, sports, yeah, well, some of the sports. But probably the easiest thing for me to do is to take you through the list. I won't go through the names, but the list of sports that have individuals or teams nominated in categories for in the, for the athlete of the year, which you can still vote for every day. Yeah. Well, what's, oh, no, what's even better? It says right, here we go, top of the page, how to vote. You click on the little icon. You can vote for your candidate once every 24 hours. Oh, fair enough. First, click on the vote button of your favourite candidate, who will receive two votes. Then, to make your vote count, click on the vote button of your second favourite candidate, who will receive one vote. So someone the- you don't want to win the award, you will have to vote for. Yes, because yeah, your number one would be the person you want to win, wouldn't oh, it? And it's tough, John, because trying to decide between... A corf ball player, a racquetball player, Muay Thai, Muay Thai, Muay Thai, boxer dude, uh, baseball, softball team, lacrosse, underwater sports, flying disc, kickboxing, fistball, dance sport, jiu-jitsu, archery, water ski and wakeboard, sport climbing, orienteering, wushu, sumo, handball, Aikido, canoe, tug of war, floorball, bowling, and finally, John, finally, hockey. They are Rajesh. They are the sports that have people nominated in that award. In that award, yeah. So an international federation. No one from Sambo then. Nobody from Sambo, no. Have you ever heard of Sambo? What is Sambo? It's a wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. some sort of wrestling. It's a martial art. There you go. Uh, Anyway, I won't worry about that. 
Anyway, go on. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. And, you. and you've just got a little screen up there with. Oh, so hockey, we've got hockey in there because we can't quite work hockey. out how hockey can appear as a sport in the, or certainly have a player nominated from that sport in the World Games Awards. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's it's specifically. Do, it says on this. Uh, on on this uh, little bit of information that the World Games has on its website, that these these games are specifically designed for um, sports no, uh, that in the Olympic program. The Olympics. Yeah. Uh, we'll just where is uh, the event? Oh, now we've we've had a look through the uh, the records of, of hockey being played at the World Games, and there's only one instance, isn't there, John? And that's indoor hockey. And that was in 2005 yes. in, in Germany when, it, when the, the games were held there. So only, only once did we see any form of hockey at the, at the World Games. Um, 2005, Germany got gold in the men's, Switzerland silver and Czech Republic bronze. Uh, the only other side to compete there were Canada. And for the women, Germany gold, Belarus silver, Czech Republic bronze and Belarus finishing fourth. And this is, this is the connection f- to the World Games for hockey? Well, according and to... In, the, and it's indoor, not... not yeah, according know. to the World Games website, uh, although hockey is part of the Olympic program, the association, or the federation, was represented with its discipline indoor hockey at past editions of the World edition, Games. Edition, not editions, edition. Uh, hockey will be present with sports demonstrations during the World Games 2022. So it's a, it's not a World Games, it's an exhibition game. Now, but uh, in, in what, in what format they're, though, they're, John? They're fun fact, indoor hockey developed in Germany during the 1950s. The German Hockey Association set the rules of indoor hockey for the FIH, which recognised the discipline for the first time in 1968. Yeah, lovely. So let's just go back to, um, hockey will be present with sports demonstrations. Sports demonstrations during the World Games 2023. What does that mean? They're not, it's not listed as a as a sport that's uh, part of the program. Floorball, it floorball is indoor hockey or outdoor hockey or hockey fives isn't mentioned in any way there. Well, when are the next games due, Matt? In, uh, coming up this year, 2022, Birmingham, uh, Alabama. Have you seen anything from any hockey? In any place in the hockey world that's no. going, oh, really looking forward to the World Games this year? Yeah, or nothing at all. Quali- there's obviously no qualifiers, so nations will be invited to go along by the FIH. Now, back to Sri Jesh, because we had this discussion before we go... Oh, just, just to make it clear, he's actually blitzing the votes yeah, at the moment. The he's, votes. On, he's on 112,520 votes. You can see this all on screen. Uh, no, and the so... next closest is a sport climber, Alberto... Ginez Lopez from Spain on 64,200, so it's yeah, virtually but double. You've got to consider here that you, you get two votes. Two votes if you pick him for, for number one, and then you just have a look in, around in theory, to see who's got virtually nothing, and you're not going to... In theory, he could actually only have 55,000-ish. What is 112, 56,000? Oh no, there'll be a lot of... 56,000... There'll be a lot of people picking him with their second vote. vote. Individual voters... He can vote. No, I'm going to guarantee you every day for a month. He's not getting a single vote for people using him as their second option, though, because he's think. so far ahead. You, no you just, gonna, yeah. Otherwise, what's the point in voting for the person that you want to win or the team that you want to win? Now we've got to clear something up before we take this conversation any further. 
it's nothing to do with Fridges. No, 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 no. Oh, look, you know, seems like if, a super, if someone, seems like a real super. If player, someone gave just... you a ring and said, "Look, we're going to nominate you for the Sports Star of the Year award or something," what do you do? Oh, yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. How? Whatever. How and why is hockey in there now? We didn't talk too no, much no, about that, this. Why is it Fridges that has been picked to to be the player for hockey? Because the international federation in charge of that sport nominates the player. Yeah. But first off, why do they get a nomination? <laughs> Absolutely no reason why they would get they a nomination. They don't even compete in the game. Unless, unless they're getting involved now because they know it's getting dropped, hockey's getting dropped from the Olympic program and it's just about sowing the seeds, getting people used to seeing hockey involved as a tier two it's, Olympic it, sport. There's also the... Now two years ago, Ronnie Rample won it. Yeah. How much into hockey has Ronnie played? How much what? How much into hockey has Ronnie played? I don't know. How much has Rajesh played? I don't know. I mean, they're not exactly renowned for the for the indoor hockey prowess, the Indian national sides. And 2005 is 25, 26 years ago, 27 years ago. Oh, sorry, 17, 18 years Baffling. ago. Baffling, absolutely. But if you've got any clue on how or why, we'd love to hear, whether you're an FIH insider or otherwise. You can get in touch with Secret Squirrels. Yeah. We can meet you in the park with a briefcase. And What I find interesting is the fact that it isn't going through national associations the same way the Olympic movement works, right? So the Olympic people aren't stupid. They're trying to tie up a lot of these sports, and there was a real fear around the 2000 and just after the 2000 Olympics and leading up to London that there are all these new sports coming on, X Games, yeah, urban all this games sort of stuff, and, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, and that was taking away space from the Olympic movement. So this event started in 1981, but they, they definitely see this as a way to shore up other sports. In the way that they can't shore up um, international sports at the Olympics because it has to filter through a national association, it has to blah, blah. This way, they take con- total control of what's going on. They want these games... No, this is separate, to, John. This is a separate body. Be, this is the World Games Organisation, John. It's, the World, it's not the Olympics. Oh, come on. The they, they want to equal and exceed the importance of world championships for represented sports and disciplines. The World Games is a, wants to be the pinnacle of event of a career. Now, why do they want that? They want to take control. They want to be able to dictate to, to these sports in the same way they dictate to hockey and all these other sports that are tied into Olympic funding. Mm-hmm. And you can make... I have no doubt about why Sri Jesh was the nominated person. Because we're getting because hockey. because we're getting Indian vote. Absolutely right, no doubt. So pr- previous winners. Sri Jesh isn't even the best goalkeeper at the moment. He's still a brilliant player. Don't get me wrong, and he's been exceptional throughout his career. But he ain't even the best goalie, let alone the best hockey player necessarily. We'll go back to 2013 on the list here of. of previous winners 2013 someone a German from life saving 2014 sport climbing Czech uh, Malawian netballer in 2015 Muay Thai uh, Swede 2016 sport climbing Irish I I R I I R I Irie Irie doesn't it's not a very Irish name Reza Ali Porzena Shandifa anywho uh a couple of Russian gymnasts, 2018, Rani Rampal, India Hockey, 2019, Nicole David Squash, uh, Malaysia, uh, 2020. 2021, it's almost nailed on. First round of votes get taken down to just 10 people. I think it's today or tomorrow, and then there's a little bit more voting, and then we find out who the World Games 
athlete of the year is. And I've, I've just found the bit I was looking for, Matt. Um, and this is, once again, from the worldgames.org website under the, the game, a description of the games and what they're all about. While many sports and disciplines of the World Games have joined the Olympic Games, only events feature at the World Games that are not on the full program of the immediately preceding Summer or Winter Olympic Games or Paralympic Games. So, what, why is a hockey player there? Because we why? know that hockey was definitely at the last Olympic Games. Abs- I'm, it was, wasn't it? Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was. No, yeah. no, I'm no? pretty sure India didn't win that bronze medal. Oh, no, they couldn't have, no. Yeah, no, they couldn't have. You can't win, they're... you couldn't then come and win this as well with oh, one of your players, could you? You wouldn't think so. Um, seriously, if you know the reason how and why we can, we can have a hockey featured as a sport I, I get nominated. irritated by this. We want this to be more important than a sport's own world championship. Mm. Pretty arrogant. It's, it's very arrogant, and they want it's going to be the pinnacle of everybody's career. No, you want everybody to think that, so you can grab a little bit of power. Now, grab a, is grab it, a little leverage. Is it that uh, a sport? You know, let's use fistball as an example. Fistball gets played at the um, Alabama Birmingham 2022 World Games. Sellout crowds. It's yeah. massive. The, the kids are clamouring to get the autographs of all the famous fistball players. Yeah. Do the IOC Dominate social media? Yeah, well, do they then take that to the IOC and go, "Look, we killed it. We absolutely killed it with our free tickets in in Alabama. Um, we think we should be considered as an Olympic sport uh, because we know how important it is, it, it is to you know to look at free tickets to events on assessing whether things were popular or not, That's whether right. they're worth pursuing. Yeah. Oh. It's- Something to be made for. But let us know if you know. It's oh, just um, it is. A it's bit odd, annoying. No, look, you know, we want hockey to to flourish, be promoted in all corners, and you know, however we can do it. It just seems very odd that a sport that was played in the indoor format once since 1981 and through the history of the World Games suddenly gets a ticket to be able to put up a, a player from the outdoor, outdoor format to someone, be voted for someone, a athlete of the maybe, year. Maybe someone's trying to impress the IOC, Matt. Mm. So, I don't know if anybody in hockey would be wanting to do that. No, no. You are listening to The Reverse Dick, the global hockey podcast. I was doing some interesting reading the other day, Matt. Hang on. Let me be the, let me be the judge of whether it was interesting or not. Okay. But... Well, you know how we've been talking about the FIH financials. Well, yeah, and look, and strangely enough, I look. I had a quick look up there again just Today. now, and we have once again, hang on, audited the 2018-19 audited accounts are back up there again now. Really? Well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Why would? Well, sorry. Right. Well, that's a difference. You see. It says auditedaccounts.pdf, but it's not. It's the same auditor's report, which which is featured from 2013 through till um, yeah 20, oh. 2018 previously. But if, as, it, it does definitely say 2018-19 uh, auditedaccounts.pdf. Well, they don't keep accounts tw- like across a, a financial year. In well, fact, to, over two o- years. Uh, 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 According to uh, the International Hockey Federation general regulations are effective from the 16th of March 2018 and have not been updated. Um, Section 8, 8.1, 
financial year of the FIH shall begin on January 1 January and end on 31 December each year. The Executive Board is responsible for managing the finances of the FIH in a prudent manner that ensures the FIH can continue to work towards fulfilling its objects. Its objects. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I don't know, do you know why what? the hell they'd have an auditor's report for 2018-19. They should have an auditor report for 2019. Yeah, they should. Then they should have an auditor report for 2020. You should, you'd think. And uh, within the next six months, we should have an auditor report for 2021. Mm-hmm. You know what kind of objects I like filling? <laughs> Big glasses. You're very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that's that's straight out of the own, uh, their own general regulations. So why the hell would they be putting up some sort of financial statement that they they don't have, that they're not they're, they're not supposed to have? They're supposed to have financial statements from the first to so the thirty yeah, first, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Yep. <sighs> and it and it does say that on those reports. It says it's for the year twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. It doesn't say on the audit on the audited accounts or report. It says. Um, a statutory auditor, we have examined the financial statements, balance sheet, income statement and notes of International Hockey Federation for the year ended 31st of December 2019. Yeah. And that was posted July 2020. There you go. Um, whilst we were there looking at some things, John, something did catch my oh, eye. Oh, I've got go an intro for this section. Go on. Bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. The pedant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate, we need to work something out a bit. Um, so, yes, just skipping through and thought, oh, we're looking at rules and different Pro things. Probably rules. Well, the, you'll be pleased to know, John, the FIH Rules of Hockey 2022 uh, PDF is now available to download from the official document site in the Rules of Hockey section Thanks. on the FIH website. It's up there. Yeah. I'll just start you off with the section, Outdoor Hockey 11 aside, get the interactive FIH Rules of Hockey app now. At the convenience of the touch of a button, you can be sure blah, 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 and there's a little image saying FIH Rules of Hockey. Hashtag Rules of Hockey. Uh, Click on your app, John. Still the 2019 Rules of Hockey on there. What's better, though, John? There's a little bit of text just above where the download image is for the current 2022 Rules of Hockey. It reads as... We update our rule book every two years, so it's worth checking you have the latest version. The 2019 edition of the rule book, which comes into effect on January the 1st, 2019, is available below, along with the previous 2017-2015 version and amendment from February 16th, 2016. No, it's not. You lie. It's not. It's just not. The 2022 edition is there. There is nothing with the amendment, the 2015, the 2017, or the 2019 version now. No text link or anything. So you've updated the PDF there. Well done. Congratulations to the Office Junior or or whatever for being able to to get in and upload. What, 20-odd days after the... Read the text above it. Just correct it. It's just so lazy. So lazy. But whilst I was also looking around, John... Yes. No, this is very good. Now, who, who knew... This was, I'm going to Can you to show scroll, it to me scroll, and I'll spell it out for the listeners? Scroll along. So, on event resources, you go down to... For the Pro League, this is. No, no, no. This is, is, oh, no, this is just in... Oh, let me tell you exactly. It's under the Uniform Advertising section. Yep. And it is a register of players with authorised stick advertisements for FIH Pro League season. It's 159.7 KB. 
you know, fairly weighty compared to some of the other documents that and, they've got and there. And this would be uh, players who have been given permission by the FIH to have a stick to, yeah, stick sponsor something other than the manufacturer of the stick. Yeah. So if it was a Griffin stick, you could whack a. Um, you see where the cricketers all the time would yeah, whack yeah, it yeah. a different sticker on yeah, their yeah. on their batter. If it? you wanted to. Anyway, so we've got a PDF document. It's a two-page document, John. I'm going to just turn it around yeah. here and just tell me you can see the little oh, FIH yeah. Pro League logo, logo top logo, right. Yeah, and then yeah. what does the text say just above that, up to the, at the top of the page? Oh, two things strike me almost immediately about that, but we will go through the text first. Schedule of approved player advertisements. Mets. 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 On sticks. And mm. A-D-V-E-R-T-I-S-E-M-E-T-S. First of all, that well done, Pet Ant. Just get it right by Grammarly. Oh, oh, actually, I hear that Rich Stainthorpe's leaving his role in the the media job. So good luck for your future endeavours, Rich. Did some great work there yeah. at the FIH. Maybe that salary saving is going into buying Grammarly for the FIH. Here, you know, it let's let's hope so. Um, the other interesting point, though, Matt, is I, sp- um, I spelled it right directly underneath. <laughs> The thing that strikes me is, uh, from that list, is only two players well, this is it. currently have permission to put advertising <laughs> on their sticks. Column number one, Belgium men, the Belgians. The Belgians, yeah. Then name, we've got two there, and advertisement. Name, Felix de Neuer, Arthur Van Doren. Advertisement, Red Bull, Red Bull. You scroll down to page two. Why they'd even bother having a page two? Because <laughs> that's the only thing. Because that's it. So only two players in the entirety of the Pro League have any sort of advertising material on their stick. Is that what you're suggesting? They're the only one. They're the only ones that have applied for it and had it granted. Oh. That, that sounds a bit like the um, the team list rules that they had. Oh, I don't, because yeah. I got caught up with looking at some of the Pro League rules. Oh, because, mate. oh it's, <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, I mean, there's so many restrictions around image rights and. Uh, I, I, I noticed um, that there has been a piece written, I think, in an English publication about how you could fix the Pro League. And the Pro League was shot before it started, mainly because they came up with all these rules and never stood by the rules they created <laughs> and, and just let national associations do whatever they liked. Well, but, yeah, mate, no, no, no that and joke. changing the goalposts oh, mid-tournament. Yeah. Mid-tournament. Um, uh, and having rules set in place and then making judgments that totally go against the original rules that they had set in place mm-hmm. that would have actually have been a satisfactory outcome if they had it just stuck by what they'd originally said. Mm-hmm. No, they changed it and then it caused a bit of a hubbub. You know, just... And they've got no better at it ever since, quite frankly. And the other thing about all of those priority rules, everything goes through the CEO. It's not the job of the CEO to be man-managing major tournaments. No, no, he's on call 24 hours a day, ready to make those decisions on whether an injured player can be replaced by somebody coming in. Black uh, armbands. You know, black, yeah, black, black armbands. I don't know, you've got to be um, a player, a, a, somebody of public notary um, who's died to the, the team or the, na- the, the national side. or Or somebody of... In, well, it depends. Is, was she on stage and screen? No. Yeah, probably not then. Probably not. Yeah. No, no. Did she, did she drive you to every game for 20 years? Yep. Yeah. But, but no, sorry, that doesn't, that doesn't count. There's you know, not enough public notoriety. Um, why, and, why is it all going through the CEO, though? 
don't you have a tournament director? Doesn't the CEO actually have CEO things to do, like turn up to the office, get sponsors, <laughs> report the financials? No, but the great thing is, John... Get three Jess elected World Player of the Year, World Games Player of the Year. The great thing is, John, and it's something you, you must take um, a lot of solace from this... Oh. I'll just find it here at the bottom because it's, it is great news and we, we must remind our listeners in the wider hockey world <laughs> that we've, we've got some really great, great news coming in 2022. Oh, great. I'll remind you, several structural and financial measures have been decided and taken to remediate the situation. Of course, the situation was, John, that they overestimated... Um, the broadcasting revenues and underestimated the TV production costs, That's right. um, which led to um, a negative result in 2018, but an important negative result in 2019. So the great news is... Uh, so they had to, an unimportant result and to, a negative result. You to, John? But an important negative result. Thanks to all measures taken, the FIH budgets for 2020 to 2022 are secured and show an important profit in 2022 following the FIH World Cups. Hey, who do you reckon did the budgets for 2018 and 2019? <laughs> Were they undervalued and overvalued things? Well, we, we, do you reckon it might have been the same people that are now telling us, oh, we've, we've valued this correctly, we're going to make a profit? I think there needs to be some changes to what's the, what's the Swiss um, code that they go under? Oh, something 66 or something. That, there needs to be some changes in there, I reckon. Yep. Jim Henson. Get Jim Henson in um, Just um, before we move on, you did mention at the top of the, the show Canada, and we're, whilst we're on Pro oh, League, yeah. of course, Canada of men have pulled out of appearing in the uh, the latest edition of yeah. the Pro League, citing well, Omicron. Yeah, yeah. I reckon they got Omicron. the invoice. I reckon they got the invoice, and I saw how much it was going to cost them because it's expensive endeavour. Well, that spot apparently is being offered around a few places and there's nobody biting any hands off. No, because no one's got away. any money. Yeah. We've uh, all gone through two years of, of COVID. No one's got money. And it was a perfect opportunity for not just the FIH, many international sporting bodies, to reset and have a think about the future knowing that this is pretty much going to stay with us in some form or another for a long time. Did they do that? No, they've been banging on with the same old ideologies they had before all this stuff started. And it hasn't worked, folks. Change what you do. You've got to think differently. It ain't the same world it used to be. Oh, is that good? No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. We haven't quite melted just yet, but we will very soon, mate. Mm. So, uh... Got anything else? No, I'm. I just. It's now coming up to four o'clock. I, it's. I've still got. What's the weather here? Uh, four o'clock. We've got. You very kindly gave me a ginger beer to get me through this last forty-five oh, minutes. Oh, it's it's really chilled off to thirty-six point nine at the moment. Oh, that's much better. I'll go for a run now then. <sighs> Good luck. Uh, no, I'm fine, mate. I'm going. I'm going to the shops. Aircon. Hey, yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. Got to wear a mask. Going to. No, that's right. We're back under mask. We've changed. Things have changed here since we were because we got new mask yeah. mandates. But if you were hoping to come in back in, 
No. Oh, sorry. No. If you happen to be, say, a cricketer or a, a football player on the other oh, side... Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, you come in. That's right. No, they can't. Oh, you, oh, don't you come in, no. I, I, no, I, I, I struggle with all these rules, John. I'm not sure what they mean. Not one for the rules. Take care, mate. Enjoy your hockey this week. You too. Thanks for joining us, folks. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, tell your mates. Give it a whack. Buy me a coffee beer. Do they make beer-flavoured coffee? Uh, no, but they make coffee-flavoured beer, John. It's called Stout. Yeah, put the aircon. Put it on, and we, we can find out from the listeners whether it would have impeded their, their listening experience if this was on as we were recording. So it's now on. Oh, I can get that bit. Of, I can hear a bit of wind coming through yeah. through my mic. Mine. Oh, uh... I got to point it directly at me because it's bloody hard. Well, it, well, we've got the headsets on, you see, folks, and we, we don't speak direct into a mic. So we've got the headsets on. Well, you tell us, does this sound terrible, or is it just the normal rubbish? Oh, I think it's just the normal rubbish. 